BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Okay. So, welcome, welcome. Everyone to another episode of Geek Vibes Interview brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I am your host, Don Fisher, and today I have with me star of films such as Neighbor, Eyes of the Dead, and The Death of April, and now starring in IFC, IFC Midnight's new horror thriller, Renapal, Amy Rutledge. How you doing, Amy? Hi, hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and I always try to power through the word horror because I hate saying it. It's one of the only words I fumble over. I'm glad I got kind of through it. Um, <laughs> so today's the day. Renapal is released, video on demand, and select theaters. Um, I think some drive drive-ins are uh, showing it. Um, yeah. And so I kind of did a little IG stalking. So I saw that you're doing a uh, re- drive-in release party tomorrow. So does that mean that you haven't watched it yet? I have not watched it yet. <laughs> and um, so I'm actually going to watch it for the first time um, when it gets dark out tonight with my family. I'm so excited. Like, I'm, like, about to cry at any moment because I'm just, like, so grateful and so overjoyed. And I don't know if you can see behind me. Probably not. But we have, like... A, a screen set up outside with the projector and a bunch of like chairs set up. So mm-hmm. just a couple of family members are coming over and we have like cupcakes and um, my cousin actually got this like awesome, like a real popcorn machine. Right. This thing is like massive and I love popcorn. And so um, as soon as the sun goes down, we're going to be watching it. It's going to be my first time watching it with my family. Um, so I'm really excited. And I'm also really excited to watch myself in the drive-in movie theater tomorrow night. Um, I'm like, through the roof thrilled because I grew up watching drive-in theaters. I, I I mean, I watched Jurassic Park for the first time in the drive-ins and this drive-in is like in Pennsylvania. It's in the middle of like cornfield. So like it was, it's like perfect setting. It's very like kind of creepy and like, you know, um, but the fact that I can, I never thought that I would see myself on a drive-in movie theater because they were, you know, they're kind of dying off unfortunately, yeah, yeah. or they were anyway before all this. So the fact that I'm kind of like, circling back around it's kind of coming like full circle for me and i'm just like oh so excited (laughs) is it uh is it weird to to see yourself especially like now this is going to be with i assume family and friends i know for myself personally when i do uh an interview or a podcast i never listen to it i don't watch it i think i sound weird i feel like i'm gonna notice some weird thing about myself i'm like you know what if it's weird i'm gonna let it be weird and that'll be it. So is it ever kind of 
weird when you see yourself uh, in any of the movies you've done? Oh yeah, it's weird. <laughs> and I'm weird too. And, and by the way, you sound great. So don't, don't even worry about that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I'm kind of used to it now. I've, I've been acting for maybe 14, 15 years. So um, definitely at first I hated it. I was like, oh my God, I can't watch myself. My voice sounds terrible. You know, I just, you know, but I think as the years go on and you become more confident and you, you know, you become more confident in your skills and also getting positive feedback from other people, you know, obviously really helps. And um, I don't mind it so much. Um, I'm, I'm grateful almost when I'm watching it that I had the opportunity, that I had that experience. And it's almost like, oh, I remember that day when we filmed this scene and we did this and something funny happened. And it's just like a, a more of a joyful experience now right. for me. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's good to hear. Um, and to give everyone listening a kind of rundown what the movie is about, um, set in 1990, Renapal follows David, a lonely bachelor, seeking a partner through a video dating service. Hopefully, y'all can't hear that airplane going over. Um, <laughs> who discovers a strange VHS tape called Renapal. Hosted by the charismatic Andy, the tape offers uh, him some much needed company, compassion, and friendship. When David meets the compassionate Lisa through the dating service, he must face the disturbingly high price of Andy's friendship. Now, when I, when I first got sent uh, the screener and I was, uh, anything horror related, thriller related, suspense, I'm there. That's like, that's my thing. And when I read the, the synopsis, I was like, that's very interesting. Um, and like uh, like you saw my review, I kind of looked at it and it's very weird. Uh, writers, whether they know it or not, very good writers, uh, tend to kind of have this foresight that they don't realize they have until after the fact. So the fact that um, this was written uh, and comes out now and it kind of deals with this mental anguish of uh, being isolated essentially, right? We're isolated now because of quarantining and you know, we've all been stuck in the house getting cabin fever to where this guy, he's stuck in a different way. I don't want to give too much away. Um, and it's weird that I was like, oh, dang. when did, did he write this like recently? Cause like, that's pretty, pretty insightful. And I, and I then I looked at your Instagram again and saw like, I think you guys shot it around like 2018 ish yeah so i believe it was december 2018 and then we did some other shots um in february of 2019 so okay. yeah, it was before all this had happened it's pretty crazy right <laughs> right so so no one um or and with any project that you do um do you do uh, those kind of things that kind of cross your mind like once there's a finished product and you realize like oh this has a lot more relevance than i expected yeah absolutely i find that happens a lot um and it kind of makes me feel like it's this magical kind of, you know, synchronicity that, you know, it was like everything's meant to be. I'm a firm believer that like, you know, everything's meant to be the way it's supposed to be. And I, I definitely feel that way too about this film, like of, of all the times for it to be released and <laughs> you know, the, the subject matter in it all. And like, we're all really going through that right now. And now we can really relate and, you know, resonate with that. It's just, you know, perfect timing. So I, I think that happens a lot. And you know what, that actually happened a lot um, on this film. Um, even before it started, I noticed a lot of 
synchronicity um, and coincidences that kept like popping up for me. And I was like, wow, like this is so, it, it's just like magical. I don't even know how to explain it. You know, yeah. it's just um, surreal. Um, um, and then when I'm talking to the other cast and crew members, they also mentioned a lot of synchronicity for them as well, it revolving around the film. So I kind of knew really early on, like this, there's something very special and magical happening here that we can't explain, but, and, you know, now like fast forward all this, you know, this year and a half that has gone by and, you know, it's like, wow, is this meant to be the right place, kind of right time right here, right now, so. Yeah, and, and, and I feel like with that happening, that's, a, you know, uh, good juju, uh, for lack of a better term, kind of, yeah. when things kind of fall in place, and like you said, sync, uh, the, the, everything's syncing up in that way, I mean, and then after myself watching it, I'm like, oh, this is really good, and then, you know, I, um, I, I me, my, my wife watched it with me the second time I watched it, and she's not a big movie lover like I am, so sometimes if I, we watch the screen together. She's kind of like, it's okay. It's okay. She loved this one. Um, oh, amazing. Thanks. Yeah, and she, she, me and her had a, you know, conversation after the fact of breaking down what things meant and if this thing was real, if that thing was real. Um, so with your character, Lisa, um, she's kind of a, I guess, a geeky, so be a geek, um, and which is a very, they're very cute together. Um, like the, I, I remember the the skate scene, and I was like, you know what, that's a fantastic date, honestly. Like I don't know if people do that nowadays. I'm sure they don't, um, because we're too we're all too cool to do that. Um, <laughs> but I was like, that's that's a great scene because it is the perfect icebreaker, and you get to be vulnerable. And I feel like that's kind of what that dating service was trying to shoot for. You know, it was like put you in this awkward situation. Um, but did you know how to skate before doing that uh, scene? No. So it's funny because I actually grew up going to the roller rink. So when I was in sixth grade, that was like the thing to do. Every Friday, we, we go to the roller rink right down the street from me. Um, so it was really cool when we got to go in this. I mean, you saw in the film, but this place is like, it's so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like the coloring, like the neon, it's just so good. And I was just in seventh heaven because I was like, this is like my childhood all over again. <laughs> um, and so I hadn't skated since then though. And not even like, I don't even think I really rollerbladed. And so when we first got up and we were about to like head on to like go shoot the scene, I was like <laughs> crawling along and they're like, they're like, no, Amy, like, you're a good skater. Cause like David's the one that's supposed to not be, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not acting. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, don't know. I, I need to like, I need to like ease into it. But then like, once we got going, then it was a lot easier. And I was like, this, it was so freaking fun. Did you, um, because one of the things I, I liked about the movie, um, is the, um, production design. Everything felt very, but I was born in 88. So, uh, I, I got to, I noticed a lot of the same thing because, you know, the 90s, then the styles didn't change too much until like 2000. Right. So yeah. it felt very nostalgic. It felt very uh, real. And I, I lived in Utah at one point. So the way that everything kind of looked, if people don't know that Colorado, Utah area is very Midwestern, the way everything kind of looks and feels. Um, so that, you know, with the clothes and how everything was put together, um 
it was it was great. It added that extra layer to the to the movie. So is there did you have any input at all on your your character and how she looked? Yeah, I did. Um, so I so even for the audition, I wore um, I wore these glasses that I had, and um, I really wanted her to wear these glasses. And I even like waited until the very last minute because I was away when I got the audition request. And I'm like, I have to get home, and I have to wear these glasses because <laughs> I think I just thought they were perfect. And it just came from an inspiration that I don't even know where, but um, I sent that in. And then they were like, yeah, we'd love it. And then I was like, you know, I have really curly, frizzy hair in real life. Do you think, like, I, I just think that she has to have this hair, you know? And they were like, yeah, perfect. We love it. So in that regard, for sure. Um, but Brandon is was like the production designer and the costume designer and did like the set design. He is just phenomenal. He, like the costuming, like I couldn't pick it better myself. And there were all things that I was so attracted to when right. I saw the rack and I came in and we had like stuff to try on. And I was like, oh my God, like I was so giddy and like nerdy. Cause I grew up in that time too. So like to be able to, and it's so like nostalgic for me. Um, and he, he, everything he had was like on point. So I, I think we were very much on like on the same page. Yeah. And um, I don't, you know, and this is probably a little far-fetched for myself, uh, but I do think that if they really wanted to, there is a possibility that they could do a spinoff with your character. I have some ideas. So if they want to ring oh, the bell, <laughs> <laughs> um, because like, Let's talk. <laughs> yeah, the way that it, the way, I, you know, I don't want to give too much, but the what happened, I was like, they could do a lot with that character, like, right? So, you know, so yeah, I think there's something yep, there, yep. And, I, and I think that you, you know, were, were perfect in that role because you did, it was like this, it was like the girl next door that she just happens to read comic books and take care of old people. Um, and the two of you together, and I'm sure that there had to be some great chemistry on set, like off camera, because you guys played off each other so well. And, I, weirdly enough, uh, I think one of the creepiest things in the movie is Will Wheaton. I don't know what, how <laughs> he made that. So, and maybe, and I don't want to say it's Will himself because he's a great guy. But it was, I was just like, this is it's a little unnerving. Okay, I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, but how, yeah, how was it on set? Did, uh, with it being such a, a heavy type of movie, was there a lot of levity? Because I feel like even though it is a dark movie, it's, there's a lot of funny parts in it. Yeah, thanks for that too. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because I feel like my experience um, was just so joyful the entire time. And I, I just, you know, everyone on that film was just so kind and so just excited. And, and I think we had a lot of fun and we even had this game. And I guess, I think, I think a lot of the, the film crew and like John and the producers, like they worked together before in other projects. Um, but they had this game where you, it's called Pal on the Mounds. I don't know if anyone has, has talked about this or if I'm supposed to talk about it. I'm sure it's not that big of a deal, but I thought it was so funny. So like, basically you take like a mound bar, you know what a mound bar is? Yeah. 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 Which are like, I mean, to me, like, they sound like the nastiest. Like, I would not want to eat one of those things. No offense now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, um, someone will randomly just chuck one at someone. And I think if they catch it, 
Yeah, so if they catch it, they have to pound the mound. So they have to, everyone's like, pound the mound. And they have to like ch- choke or, you know, swallow this mound bar hole. And like, <laughs> no one wanted to do it. So we're all like, ah, and, like, get it, get it away. So, I mean, there was just fun stuff like that on set. Um, Brian, who plays David, is just so entertaining and freaking funny. And like, I don't think I've laughed so hard, like, in my life. And him and... um the woman who played Lucille, his mom, Kathleen, they're just hysterical. And they get together and in between takes, they're like doing like music, musical numbers together and like singing and doing like different accents. And they're just so freaking talented and fun. Um, so there was never really any, any portion of the filming where I felt things were like really too dark or, you know, too serious, you know, which is funny because the film is like completely opposite. Um, But I think that's what made it so successful and so magical is because we all came together as a team. Everyone was so happy to be there. Everyone was so respectful and kind. And um, it was just such a joyful experience. Yeah. And and to, to echo my buddy, Ricky, you know, this is a, you know, I think me and him and a couple other guys, we've all talked about, like, when we see, you know, we watch film a lot, and we see a lot of the same, uh, for the bigger, the real big movie, big blockbuster movies, same writers, same directors, same producers, and we know that the studios got to make money, right? And, but that's why, you know, I love, like, IFC, is that you're giving people with a real story a chance to present their art and it usually turns out pretty great uh, because you know we're we don't want to see the same thing we don't want to see remakes all the time Um, and I've been telling people since all this started that hey I know you can't go to the theater but take a chance on some of these movies on video on demand because they're they're they get made for a reason so give them a chance and you know I doing reviews I, I never try to focus on the negative aspects of a movie because I know there's something that the writer is trying to convey something they want to get across um and like, like with this one I, I noticed the, the the mental anguish um so you I don't which, which came first for you uh on screen or theater I think um Geez, you know, I was in like a theater program when I was in eighth grade. Um, but then I I really got my start in film. I, yeah, so I was doing independent films. And then I did a couple of plays like kind of scattered in right. um, between that. But yeah, film work was mainly my my thing. So is that something with, with you being, is some, I think I saw you had like some production work and assistant director. Is that things that you see is that, you know, the smaller budgets, the smaller companies kind of have this, a better understanding of what the art can be compared to some of these huge blockbuster popcorn flicks, per se. Um, I'm sorry, can you just repeat that real quick? Oh, oh, it's, um, oh do, you, do you, like, being, have work behind the scene, do you uh, kind of notice more of a, um, artistic expression from like a smaller group a smaller collective like with IFC or things like that oh yeah for sure yeah like exactly what what you said you know there's 
every movie is being done and redone and then there's the prequel and the sequel <laughs> and then the, you know like the reboots and um there's not a lot of originality which it kind of sucks you know and um and i think and that's why i do love doing these independent films because they're just so they're different they're creative they're unique um and they're just really magical um so it actually what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health Shop now at hero.co. You know, I've had like a really great time and and played some really interest, interesting, um, beautiful characters um, doing indie films that I am like so incredibly grateful for that I got a chance to do. You know, I played some really dark <laughs> characters and um, yeah, so I, 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 I more, I feel like I'm, I gravitate more, especially even when I'm watching films too, like I'd rather watch like the IFC, um, they have a film, that film Center, Center Grade, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. You watched it? No, no, I, was, I know what you're talking about. Oh, no, no. yeah, I don't know if it's actually released yet, but I'm just like, because I was watching through all the IFCs, um, you know, I follow them on Twitter and, right. um, when they write stuff about Ren Pal, but then I'll like see like, oh, what do they have going on too? And everything, I'm just like, I need to see this. It's <laughs> so good. Like, this is like nothing I've seen before. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think I just watched their, the one they put, Tesla, that they put out. Oh, yeah. I want to see that too. Yeah, and it's real trippy. I don't, the way they did it was, was crazy. I don't know how they, so there's some things like, with this, uh, with Renapal and a movie like Tesla, sometimes I'm like, I don't know how you put some of that together, but that's why you know I write and you guys do what you guys do. Um, <laughs> but uh, to get a little more personal, you're a, um, a woman of many talents. So I saw you sing. I mean, you have like you do crafts and you're an artist and you. I think it was a teach yoga and meditation and meditation yeah so how did all this come about like and how does it kind of um work for you when you're acting um as far as like you know meditating and everything yeah, yeah. As well? yeah so um i found like it, it's man meditation is really it, it's 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 a real game changer um especially with acting in regards to acting um I, I actually started meditating because I was really sick for a really long time and I wasn't getting better and there was no cure for what I had. And, um, there was a lot of times where I was bedridden. And so, um, around that same time, and I had to, you know, take major breaks off from acting, which was really heartbreaking for me for, because at that time, that was all that I was focusing on, like to bring value into my life. Mm. And that could be really dangerous, I think. And so I had to take this forced, um, you know, step back. And then, so my sister actually bought me um, ceramic classes and I had never done it before, but I was like, you know what? I need some sort of outlet because I wasn't doing anything and I can at least sit and like play with some clay, you know? Um, so I started doing that and I fell in love with it. And I found it was almost meditative in itself um, right. just by the, the creating, like working with, you know, the earth, the clay. Yeah. Um, it just was so, um, it felt so um, soothing for me, especially in that time when things felt so hopeless. Around the same time, I started meditating as well and incorporating more um, self-love and self, um, 
you know, confidence, um, I don't want to say, yeah, like tools into my life. And so I started to realize that I could find value outside of acting. And for me, that was one of the biggest lessons that I think I could have learned. And that um, really um, inspired me a lot. And um, so I decided to become a meditation teacher because I found um, it helped me heal in so many ways, mentally, physically, um, emotionally. Um, I had PTSD. So the meditating really helped me um, to survive all of that, really. And so I ended up having miraculous healing. And so I'm really grateful for that, obviously. And um, I attribute a lot of that to the meditation and doing things that I found brought me joy. Um, and so when it came that I was ready to act again, um, I obviously brought in all of that with me. <laughs> and it was so much more powerful. And I felt a lot more gratitude in approaching, um, you know, and working with other people um, creative. It just felt, it was just magnified, um, by a hundred percent. And so when, whenever I would, you know, go on to go to set, I would definitely meditate beforehand. I would stretch. Um, cause you know, sometimes it's, it, it gets a little tricky because your ego mind wants to be like, Oh no, you're not good enough. Or, Oh no, you know, you can't do this. And right. so I found that meditation has really been able to quiet that, um, sort of that negative self-talk or like any limiting beliefs, um, are just like, you know, it just washes them away truly. So you go in feeling, you know, um, self-value and confidence um, that I haven't, you know, experienced at any other point filming things for my life. So I feel like it's a game changer and, and life changing for me truly, um, you know, knowing my value, knowing my worth um, through meditating and, you know, taking care of myself really in this very profound way um, has been so helpful for me. And then also, you know, not, um, having some having like what's the word i want to say um there wasn't there's not so much weight to um the acting or like the success of the film that mm -hmm. brings me value or joy yeah, into okay. my life i have other things right. that i can pull from that make me happy on my day-to-day -day basis and for me that was life-changing and so important yeah you definitely exude like a a very positive like energy, positive vibe, um, and and this, and and it kind of adds to what I was going to ask is that um, I know she's had the pink hair for a while, except for in the film. Um, yeah. And, and so, and I love the pink hair. Is that kind of added to the energy? Did that come out of you? And you were like, you know what? That's the kind of thing I'm going for. Absolutely, yeah. Because you know, some there's a lot of times where. You know, I was like, man, if I wasn't acting, I would have tattoos all over me. I would have pink hair. Um, maybe I'd even have a mohawk, you know. I'm like, oh, I'll just wait for the role to come along where I could finally, like, do that. But I'm like, no, like, you should live your life, you know. <laughs> like, you shouldn't wait or, like, put anything on hold just because of something that may or may not happen, you know. And so I hit that point, and I was actually, um, I was going to, I started writing this web series, and it's, idea I've had for many years and I finally started writing it down where it's just post-apocalyptic sort of dystopian sci-fi and um, I wanted to be this lead hero and I wanted my hair to be pink in it and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna go for it it makes me happy and I was I ended up um so I teach meditation and I act so like I can dye my hair whenever and for meditation people love it and it's not a big deal you know I'm not like going to an office somewhere and you know it's frowned upon so I'm really lucky in that way 
And also I was going away to Rome for a month by myself and I was taking this kind of celebratory um, trip for myself. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be away for a month anyway, so I'm not going to be, you know, acting. So, you know, I'm just going to have my hair in pink. And <laughs> it's, it's really joyful and it makes me so happy. And it's just a simple, silly thing. But every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, yeah, pink hair, like, cool. Yeah, and that's kind of <laughs> what I, I thought, too. I was like, I bet you when you, because I'm underneath this hat, uh, some baldness going on. So uh, I was like, I bet when she looks in the mirror, it just makes her happy. And that's kind of like, like you were saying, I have a lot of tattoos. And that's my thing is that like, not only do I, I love them, but when I look at them, I feel better, you know? So yeah. any given moment, I can just, I can look at one and I'm just like, my arm looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that, when I saw that, I was like, that's gotta be uh, what it is. Yeah, totally. You nailed it. That's awesome. I love that you have that too for yourself. You have like <laughs> an instant, like feel good thing, right? Yeah. On your body, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, I noticed that your, uh, your resume has a lot of, um, and some of the bigger ones are a lot of horror, thriller, uh, dramatic type roles. Um, would you say that that's your favorite genre or just the one that you like to be in more? Um, and, and if it is your favorite, what are the movies or shows that you kind of lean towards? Yeah, so I... I mean, I loved horror films growing up. I've been watching horror films since I was a kid. And, um, but it's really weird because now that I'm like getting older, I get really bad nightmares now. So mm -hmm. like, I can't really watch anything too disturbing or because I'll just see it forever. Like I'll see the image for the rest of my life. And so I really had to take a step back from watching um, very scary movies. Um, they happen to come my way, um, but I'm very excited and happy for that experience, just because, um, you know, I got to play really cool, intense, um, played in, in, in pretty gritty, sort of, um, you know, mentally unwell, um, and I think that's my, my strengths, <laughs> oddly enough, um, so I feel like I've really gotten able to showcase uh, my skills in that way, so that makes me really happy, um, and actually, it's kind of funny, because when I got the interview request for rent Pal, I didn't know what kind of movie it was. I saw it was being done in Denver and they kind of give like a little bit of, you know, a blur, but I didn't know what kind of movie it was until I actually read the script um, later on. And um, they gave me the script to read and I read it. And um, at one point I was like, holy shit, like things take a, you know, I, I mean, I guess I can't really say too much, but um, I was like, almost like, oh man, I had just said like that week that I was not going to do any more horror films anymore because I was struggling really hard with my own uh, mental illness. And, you know, I really wanted to do more like lighter, happier, more comedic things um, because I'm like, I've been doing all these like really dark <laughs> characters for a really long time. I'm like, okay, we need to like brighten things up a bit. Um, and then I got the script and I was like, damn it. I'm like, I got to do this film. <laughs> so I had to come back out of it and, and, and do this film. But generally speaking, um, I love doing horror films. I think it's really fun. Um, the one film I did, I have the dead, you know, I got to get life casted and do the special effects thing. And that was really cool and exciting for me. Um, I've also created so many good friendships from these films too but what I tend to watch is more sci-fi sort of like dystopian kind of right. um gritty like I like Altered Carbon I like the Umbrella Academy um 
I like anything superhero too. So like the Avengers, like I would definitely be in that. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I really, I really like the sci-fi kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely, over, over horror. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely fun. Like I, I, I watched the second season of Umbrella Academy, and I always enjoy. I'm a big Doctor Who fan, so I enjoy mm. time travel. I love the playing with like kind of a historical fiction and doing these things. Yeah, it's I, I get you. <laughs> yeah, I love that show. I thought that season two was just so good and like bringing yeah. in all the elements and like the you know, yeah. <laughs> um. So I think. I think I about got everything. Uh, I guess what I was going to ask earlier that I mixed myself up. Uh, so with you having stage and screen um, appearances, is there one or the other that kind of helps prepare you for the other one? Like, I, cause I know stages from what I understand and what I've seen is that's gotta be very difficult to know your lines. If you mess up, you gotta keep going cause you don't want to take the audience out of it. So is there anything that helps you transition those um, skills to screen performances? Yeah, I think definitely being on, you know, and definitely knowing your shit, knowing your lines, you know, knowing your mark, because you don't get a second chance or a second take in plays, you know, you're, that's it. And so it, you, it comes with a certain amount of preparedness that um, I think is really obviously helpful um, with showing up to set and, you know, knowing what you're about to do and knowing your lines and everything. Um, so I think that was really helpful for me. Um, I've done some plays where I had to be on stage the entire time throughout the entire play. Um, so not, you know, not coming off, even if I wasn't speaking, I would always be in the background, um, you know, doing something and, you know, people are watching. So yeah, I think just, you know, knowing, knowing your stuff yeah, um, yeah. And I'm trying to think what film would help with theater. I, you know, I haven't done theater in so long, so I'd, I'm like trying to really th like stretch my <laughs> mind here to remember. <laughs> um, but I think ultimately, you know, every experience helps helps the other either way. You know, you're always learning. You're always, you know, expanding your skill. So. Right. Um, and I think lastly, so with uh, Verona uh, still uh, around, but things kind of slowly opening back up, and you being on that side of the the actor side, do you do you think that uh, the movie industry is changed forever now? Because I know we've had a lot of um, companies and studios having to do do we do VOD, do we do theater and VOD drive-in? So I know that it's it's very tricky right now. Um, so with you, um, since you're an actress. Do you um, do you feel like it's going to be forever changed now? Um, I think, yeah. And as 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 long as there's not a cure or any sort of you know vaccine vaccine, I mean, we don't really know what's going to happen with all this and if it's going to keep coming around. So, um, I think mainly the the notice that I've noticed is um through in casting. And so there's a lot of halting now. Um, there's some general auditions, um, but you know, you don't go into a room and do a casting audition anymore now. Like you, right. you do everything online or everything through Zoom, which at first was like kind of weird. I'm like, this kind of sucks because you don't get to really vibe with a person on that energetic level that I always really appreciate. And that like kind of 
gives me fuel and energy. Um, and so you don't get to kind of get the feel of the other person as well. Like everyone in the room, of course, like the casting director and the director and, um, but you know, I've gotten used to doing the, the zoom kind of auditions now. And now it's kind of like, okay, I appreciate it because you know, you get all these takes, you can, you can take time. Um, you can watch yourself to make sure you're doing a good job. And, um, so in that way, that's, that's, that's been a massive change. And I don't think that's going to go back to the way it was because I feel like it's so much easier now. And people are like, Oh, we don't have to run a space for auditions. We don't have to, you know, do that whole thing. So I think that will definitely stay the same. Um, as far as filming goes, you know, I don't know. It's, and I've been listening to a lot of other people talk about it too, like directors and casting directors and everyone's kind of like, we don't know. Um, and it's a scary thing and it's really unfortunate and I'm just, you know, it's really sad, you know, I feel bad for everyone that's had loss and, and, and people that have passed away. And, um, and you know, like, I, I, I wonder myself, like, if I were to get hired on something right now and go to set, like, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. You know, I, I don't know if I'd be able to put myself in a position to, to be sick or to make other people sick as well. So that's a really hard question. <laughs> yeah, it's um, definitely a weird, weird time. Like, I... I <laughs> Like, it's one of those things where, like, once you're in it for so long, you have those days where you wake up and you're like, this has got to be fake, right? Like, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to go outside and it's going to be, yeah, like, unplug from yeah. places, but it's crazy. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. I still don't believe it sometimes. I'm like, like, sometimes I go to shop, right, and I have my mask on and I just look around, everyone's wearing masks. I'm like, I just can't believe that shit's really happening right now. Like, right. still, you know, and it's been how many, how many months? Um, but yeah, it, it sucks. And I heard that, um, I think they, they had been trying to go back to production, the Batman, and mm. then uh, Robert Pattinson got yeah. actually sick. So I think people are going to be extra scared now and extra cautious because, you know, that's also a liability and, you know, no one wants that to happen on set. And right. so I, I'm just praying for a cure. I'm praying for, you know, a vaccine and, you know, hopefully I'm confident that, that it will be able to go back. Uh, maybe not for a year or two, but I think that, Hopefully. I'm, I'm praying and meditating about it, so <laughs> putting that vibe out there. Um, so lastly, where can everybody find you on social media? Oh, cool. So I'm on Instagram at amyrutledge443. That's A-M-Y-R-U-T-L-E-D-G-E-443. Um, I'm on Twitter at Amy M. Rutledge. Uh, and Facebook, I think I'm Amy Rutledge. Yeah, I'm Amy Rutledge Actor. Nice. Well, it was, I'm so glad we got the chance to, to speak. I'm kind of glad we got to do it a little later from the home and I can kind of like relax. Um, but, uh, Rent-A-Pal is now in select theaters, drive-ins, video on demand. It's definitely worth the watch. Um, you guys know I have no reason to lie, so I'm telling you the truth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate you giving us, uh, giving us time and uh, hopefully you're, uh, you love watching yourself tonight and you're uh, driving. Uh, premiere goes great. Uh, it was great talking to you. Thank you. Yeah, you too, Tom. Honestly, I had such a fun time and I, I'm so excited. I feel like this is a perfect like segue into like, you know, going into like now watching the film with my family. <laughs> so I'm so grateful that you had me on and, you know, for taking the time as well and to write your awesome review for us. I know we're also just honored and grateful. So thank you so much. Thanks. And I'm sure whenever you have something else pop up, I'm here. So if you want to, if you, you know, reach out, I'm, I'm, I'm ready whenever you want to do another interview.
All right. Yeah. Same here. Same here. I'm here anytime. Thank you, Dom. Thank you, and we'll see you later. All right. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.